welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Caitlin McKenzie, and today I'm joined by some brilliant members of the Giraffe team. We've got Senior Social Media Manager, Dom. Hello. Social Media Assistant, Chloe. Hi. And Social Media Manager, Nicole. Hello. So today's episode is like a very special revamp of our coffee break format. Usually we spend this episode still kind of talking about an area of social media, but we realized that this was low-key fake news because on real coffee breaks, you don't tend to talk about algorithms. Am I right? (laughs) So on this episode, we're going to be chatting about everything and anything else, starting with, of course, as per usual, our beverages of choice. So what is in your mugs, guys? Dom, what are we working with? Um, Just, yeah, standard instant coffee. Does that mug say the boss? It does. (laughs) Because I am. (laughs) Fair play. (laughs) How about you, Chloe? Um, I am drinking a ginger infused tea, which I picked up from Tesco the other day because I'm a ginger fiend, uh, in this Star Wars mug that my partner's parents gave me for my birthday. So shout out to them. (laughs) That is so cute. How about you, Nicole? Well, I feel really boring today because I don't know about anyone else, but I go through a few phases of what I like to drink. And now I'm trying to up my water game. So I am just on water, but it's for a good cause. I want better skin. (laughs) (laughs) It's for a good cause. I love that so much. Um, Well, I was was late to this podcast and I'd like to show you why. (laughs) Oh, wow. For anyone listening instead of watching on YouTube, we um I have a mini Bodum cafetiere because I'm that extra and um it's not quite ready to plunge it, but that will happen, you know, live in the action. So it's just very exciting. <laughs> so we've all got something we want to talk about that's, you know, on our minds this week or something that we're interested in and just need to share with anybody and you guys are the lucky listeners. So Dom, us, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, so I would like to talk about a documentary that I watched on Netflix called My Octopus Teacher. Have any of you seen it? No. No, but I am looking forward to this explanation. (laughs) I have seen it and um, yeah, I really liked it, but yeah, fire away. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, so I've only uh, recently watched it and it's uh, so good. So basically it's about this filmmaker who is sort of burnt out works really stressing them out. Um, So he decides to stop working completely and he goes to South Africa and he just starts um, diving. And while he's diving, he's he's doing this for like a year or so, I believe. And then he ends up sort of seeing this octopus and he's quite curious to what this octopus is doing. Um, So he ends up getting his camera and he just starts filming it. And every he ends up just going out there every single day for like over a year and he'll film this octopus. And what's brilliant about it is that, I know, you just learn to love this octopus because it's just so amazing <laughs> what they do. Because um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know a lot about octopuses. But he sort of just ends up building this sort of connection with this octopus. And you start seeing this octopus just start trusting him and gradually gets closer to him closer to him and to a point where the octopus is literally like on his hand it comes up to his chest and he's petting it um and you know he's like obviously viewing it and it's little like den i guess um 
And yeah, I won't give too many spoilers away, obviously. But it's it's a bit of an emotional one, I have to say. It does <laughs> sound like quality, wholesome content. Like <laughs> It is very wholesome because this well, is a little bit of a spoiler, but octopuses don't live for that long. So I was shocked. I yeah. thought they were like, you know, like lived for 20 years or something. Yeah. They do not. They do oh, not. No. So tell me so, this octopus doesn't die in this movie. Um, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, you guys. <laughs> but there is like a lot of, there's a lot of like highs and lows, right? Like there's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he has a lot of predators in his environment and mm. he's very clever. And because this filmmaker, he like basically discovered new stuff about octopuses, didn't he? Like yeah. where they, the octopus like gathered all these shells around it to like completely hide itself in shells. It held like a hundred shells or something. So it can be seen just a really clever little guy. Yeah. I really liked it too, Dom. I thought it was really moving. I thought there was a few moments where the guy just like loved the octopus. I don't want to <laughs> say too much, oh. <laughs> but no, not like too much, but you can tell it was his whole life. He was, oh. he just openly says that he couldn't stop thinking about this octopus, couldn't wait to get yeah. in the water. Like it changed his life completely. And yeah, which is, which is amazing. I'm being, I'm, I'm not being fat, <laughs> but cause it, I would be exactly the same, I'm sure. But yeah, it's, be- and it's a beautiful documentary as well, isn't it? You just yeah. sort of get immersed in this underwater world for, I think an hour and a half, something like that. Yes. Around that. And you could say it has a sad ending, but it's sad, but then within reason, because it's really when you understand the reasoning behind sort of them not living for too long, it's quite nice and you sort of respect the octopus a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it's fair to say it's like, is, is, it, is it, there is a happy ending, I think, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, hmm. definitely. There is a happy ending, obviously. It's a- for the humans and the animals. So many yeah. levels. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> but I definitely I definitely encourage everyone to go out and watch it. Yeah. It's very good. Very good. Awesome. Well, you guys, like, do you have any other Netflix obsessions or anything you've watched recently? Ooh, I, I don't know if anyone's watched it, but I have to get around to watching Emily in Paris. Mm. Have, has anyone seen it? I need because to Because it's that. either like the best series of all time or the worst series of all time and there's no in between based on the reviews. So, <laughs> yeah. I've just seen people just absolutely slamming it and for that reason I must watch it. I think <laughs> I saw a tweet so I can't validate whether or not this is truth or not but apparently she turns up to her first day at work in France and she's wearing like an Eiffel Tower t-shirt and she gives a lecture about social media but she only has 48 followers. I don't know, something like that. And I just... I'm hooked. <laughs> I need to see what else this girl does next. Yeah, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Not sure if it'd be your thing. Well, um, I posted in our little Teams group chat the other day about Shit's Creek. And have any of you guys watched it? Nope. I've watched a few episodes, yeah. but okay. not never fully. Well, I think a lot of people have done that because everyone says like the first four seasons, you just sort of have to do the work, get through it. Um, and then season, well, season four slash season five, it gets really good. And um, as a person now on season six, I can completely vouch for that. I didn't mind the first four episodes. I quite like having something chill to watch, like when I'm brushing my teeth or, and it's just 20 minute episodes. So it goes real quick, but um, yeah, I'm onto the final season and it's just excellent telly. Like it's so good. It's so like emotional and funny and just great. So I really recommend it. And 
I don't begrudge that I watched four seasons before it got like amazing because it was just fine before it was enjoyable, you know, funny, ironic humor, but yeah, the end's really good. So I'm happy to report back. It's worth the, worth the effort. Okay. Okay. Do you know any reason why it's gotten better? Was like a different writer or new cast members or? No, the cast members stay the same. I I, I don't know, actually, to be honest, there could be a, could have been a new writer. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to look into that, I think, for Ooh. just my own interest. Ooh. But um, no, I think by that point, you're just really invested in all mm. the characters and all of their storylines are just coming to a head. So yeah, there's a lot of like big things happening. And yeah, it's true. Exciting. Cool. <laughs> it's getting me through lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chloe? Was there something you wanted to bring to the coffee break this week? There is, but I feel like I'm going against the grain here because it is about algorithms uh with a you know a touch of entertainment in it but over the weekend um james charles the beauty guru um had a little rant on instagram about instagram and basically how it's screwing everyone over and it's the only platform now that has just completely ignored its users and continued to throw out useless features all the while not changing the one thing that everyone's asked them to change which is the algorithm um And basically at first I kind of rolled my eyes at him because he was saying, you know, I used to get 3 million likes on all my photos and now I only get 1 million likes. And I went, oh, James, (laughs) you really are. That's a nice problem to have. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But then he went on to say, you know, like it does affect, if that's how it's affecting my business and, you know, how I run my social media and I'm not getting, you know, work because of it, imagine how it's affecting smaller businesses and smaller creators, which I thought that's so true. But I thought it was really interesting that even, you know, at peak performance, getting that caliber of likes and, you know, viewership, he's still like losing out on business opportunities because of the Instagram algorithm which I just thought yeah. was so crazy. It's good for him to point it out as well. Cause like you said, for him, it probably, probably I mean, I'm still, I'm sure that he's still doing really well for himself. <laughs> um, but it's good fact that he pointed it out, you know, for smaller influencers, smaller businesses that, you know, the, the who that will be affected by this a lot more than he is. So it's good for him to point that out, especially, and just to make everyone aware of it. Who knows, maybe yeah. maybe he will encourage Instagram to, to do something about it. Well, that's actually what he was saying. He said, I actually have quite close relationships with a few people that work at Instagram and I have been, he's like constantly questioning them and going like, what is going on? Like, why are you not listening mm. to the people? Like, that's the whole point of social media is that they, you know, adjust and make arrangements based on what the users want to see. And it just seems like for years now, Instagram has been ignoring that. Um, and I think like, you know, with other social media apps on the rise, he was saying, you know, people are going to lose interest. People are just going to move on to the next big platform. So yeah, super, super cool to like watch, but also kind mm. of like. <laughs> I think it's so meta. Like yeah. he's on Instagram complaining about Instagram and like, I mean, yeah, it, I think it's good that it's allowed to happen. It shows that it's not a completely like big brother thing. Do you know mm. what I mean? It wasn't like taken down or something. Um yeah, but weird. I wonder if it will affect change. You'll probably I feel like you usually get like a bit of a domino effect and you'll probably see other people come out and talk about it soon. Yeah, it reminds me of all the YouTubers who were sort of not complaining, but sort of discussing the whole monetization issues a few years ago mm-hmm. and how there was a bunch of issues with ads and creators weren't getting as much and all of these big people came out and they were able to make some sort of change. And I think there's been 
probably in every industry, sometimes you just need the the bigger guys sometimes to speak out in order to actually make change. So hopefully something good will come out of it. I was going to say, it sounds like he's made a bit of a splash because I, I know I've spoken to Nicole and Dom individually about it. And you both said that you've seen it like on LinkedIn or on Twitter. And even though he, I think he did post it on Twitter and Instagram, but to see that it's kind of made a splash everywhere is quite good to see. Yeah, I was going to say moving away from social media, but staying on James Hurl's didn't his ex like steal from him or something like that? No, that's Ooh. Jeffree that Star. Not- <laughs> oh. You got your point. Okay. I feel like we need a whole podcast series to tackle <laughs> right. the yes. makeup. Yeah. Sorry. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> My mistake. My mistake. Wrong person. <laughs> I remember there being like a huge scandal with him at the center of it. I feel like my brain has just rejected that information. Like I cannot recall what it was. Oh, I could. Have you got time, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's long. He's always Mm. part of scandal, isn't he? Um, I always see like there's other YouTubers that will do like a diss video on him. Mm. I think it's like a massive jealousy thing. Like I think he just like has risen to fame so Mm. like quicker than anyone has. And then Mm. even after this massive downfall that he had, you know, within, I think it's only been a year, he's, you know, got even more followers than he did pre-scandal. So it's definitely, I think, the case of he is like YouTube's golden boy and a lot of people are not happy about it. Mm. Um, I live for the drama, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love like seeing things on Twitter, especially like drama scandals. And I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not even aware of the influences involved or if it's like public figures. And I just go deep. I like scroll those threads. <laughs> I need to know mm. everything about it. So um, yeah, very great diversion. Well, don't worry, because my talking point that I wanted to say was also social media related, apparently. <laughs> we just can't get away from it, Chloe. <laughs> but um uh, mine was just really wholesome content, which I just wanted to make sure you and anyone listening has seen. It's the um, it was the TikTok by a an American man skateboarding and drinking cranberry juice to just like headline it, and it was just the best thing. Have you guys have you guys seen the TikTok? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was so wholesome, and I just love what's come of it. And I just think we needed a reminder of like what's good about social media because. I mean, the social media dilemma came out recently and it's quite hard to stay positive sometimes. But yeah, the guy's name is Nathan Appadacia. And I think that I did a little bit of digging and like his truck broke down and he had to go to work. He didn't have time to get a jump started. Forgive me if I'm getting any of these facts wrong. Um, but yeah, so he just like had a skateboard, had his cranberry juice, jumped on it, made a little TikTok singing um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And um, he said he was even going to delete the TikTok before he posted it because he was like, oh, I'm not skateboarding fast enough. No one's going to like it, which just, I know, breaks my little heart. But yeah, it went massively, massively viral. And then uh, I think Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac, he recreated it. Um, I was watching the news recently and like they had him and Mick Fleetwood just like on a video call, just explaining like how much of big fans they were of each other which was so nice and also I mean quite rightly so the CEO of Ocean Spray the cranberry juice brand I mean you could not buy that kind of publicity like can you could not sit down in a boardroom and be like right someone's gonna skateboard and drink our cranberry (laughs) juice and that's gonna be viral marketing for us like so he's done them a favor because even just for all the people that have gone out and recreated it so yes I saw a picture of um like a, a supermarket and the mm-hmm. store with all their juices which is literally completely empty like they're all, they're all sold out <laughs> do you know what that reminds me of do you remember a few years ago at the oscars um that picture of that girl that went viral and she was just um 
I guess you could say she was a waitress, but her job was to um, hold like bottles of water on a tray to give out to the celebrities. And that went viral. And it was like a branded water. I forget who it was now, but they have just like, it's Fiji Fiji water. Yeah. yeah. And they just like profited off of it. Like that (laughs) reminds me of that situation. Yeah, they just contradicted. Well, they said thanks to him. I, they could probably said a bigger thanks looking at it now. But yeah. um, they sent him this truck. They sent him this like bright red truck, oh. the same color as the cranberry juice. And like the bed of the truck was just full of cranberry <laughs> juice. And this guy's obviously just made up because oh he God. just hopped on a skateboard one day. So, um, yeah, I think Crazy. a nice bit of good news to come from the social media world, which we could, you know, always do with a dose of. How about you, Nicole? What, what's on your mind this week? You know, I've just been thinking about Halloween. Uh, for for people actually watching, I'm wearing a Halloween themed jumper. Really? I know so it's going to be you. different this year, but I think Halloween mm. is so fun. It's a nice spooky time. So I just wanted to ask you guys: Are there any like Halloween traditions you guys have, or you really like? I personally love the chocolate covered apples. You know, on the sticks that they do this time mm-hmm. of year. Love those. Um, anything di- in Australia? Is anything different around Halloween? You know, I must say, like, Australia is quite a American-centric mm. country. Like, I think we do follow a lot of, like, American tradition. But Halloween's not that big. I mean, it, yeah, like, people do it, but it's not – I've never seen, even here in the UK, like, the capacity that is, like, you know, the way the Americans do it. Sorry, mm. I couldn't speak there mm. for a second. <laughs> um but yeah, it's quite like October is quite hot in Australia and it is like a lot of people do go out and do trick-or-treating because like we do have quite nice little like family streets. So it's it's quite cute. But no, um, it's nicer being here. This is going to be my second October in the UK to actually have a season other than summer is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and to see the leaves change and to actually be able to like go to like pumpkin festivals is my new favorite thing. So I'm quite devastated that that may not happen this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're all moaning that it's getting colder and you're literally like loving life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I live for, for winter and for autumn now. <laughs> We don't really like celebrate it. We like my family have never really celebrated it. And I mean, I've been to my, you know, my fair share Halloween parties and, you know, done a fair bit of fancy dress I remember like when I was a kid like trick-or-treating was so exciting I mean I was allowed to go but none of my close friends were allowed to go so I had I remember just having to be like this secretive like mission leader (laughs) ring leader be like right we're all gonna tell you you're gonna tell your mum you're doing this you're gonna tell your mum you're doing this and we're all gonna go trick-or-treating for 45 minutes straight after school like get your costumes in your school bags um and then yeah that was the best I miss coming home with with a bag full of sweets that were free why is why isn't that an option for adults (laughs) I know yeah, too fair. I did quite a lot of trick or treating, obviously, as you do when you're a child. <laughs> I remember doing it with my friend when I was in secondary school. <laughs> I think I was about maybe fourteen, and me and him just went around with just a mask. And obviously, when we <laughs> knock on doors, there, you know, people would be standing there with sweets, but then sort of giving us a weird look, like, "Surely you're too old for." They're not really <laughs> wanting to give us a sweets, but then just doing it, you know, because they. Uh, you know they felt you know that they that had just, to yeah that was such a sad like border to cross right like once you realize oh yeah. it's not it's not cute anymore yeah <laughs> especially when you go around just a mask and like just normal clothing i suppose just the bare mm. minimum <laughs> i love how there's such a fine line between that like being acceptable and being really unacceptable yeah. <laughs> like, 
like basically a young man knocking on the door in a mask like hmm <laughs> <laughs> no I think the best thing about Halloween now for the past couple of years I've tried to like now that we're on the other side of not being able to trick-or-treat I'm like right I'm going to like decorate the house and I'm gonna have so mm. much candy and I've done it the past few years and first of all my boyfriend gets really frustrated because I make us do all of this and then as soon as anyone knocks on the door I'm like I'm terrified and I can't answer. Even though I was like, kids, I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, So my boyfriend always has to like give out the candy. But the best bit is that no one ever really comes. And I don't know mm. if that's just been like where I live or I don't, maybe because it's Australia and it's not as big, but no one ever comes. So I'm just left with a big bucket of candy and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what, what can I do but eat this now? Like, and now I know that no one's going to come and I still do it anyway, just so I have an excuse to eat and I tie a bucket of like sweets. <laughs> that's the same for me though. Like no one ever comes to our house. I don't might be because we turn off all our lights and shut all the curtains. Maybe that's the reason why. <laughs> why do we just feel so unapproachable? Like- <laughs> when I was younger, my mum used to go all out. She used to make these, um, you know, you could put like water in a glove and then freeze it. And then you'd have like a spooky ice hand and like buckets outside. And she used to put like little graveyard tombs in the garden and stuff. And... I mean, we are probably the weird house on the street, but <laughs> it was just so much fun. And I have memories of like kids from school knocking on the door and me like hiding, being embarrassed. But I miss that now. I'd give anything yeah. to have that. It's so, so fun. Hmm. Do you think trick-or-treating will like happen this year because of COVID? No. I've heard things on, on the Ooh. street. Where I'm out. <laughs> from I the can... kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, not... <laughs> I'm like, kids, are you trick-or-treating this year? Um, no, like I've heard I was sitting next to one lady and her family um, and she was saying, oh, you know, we're probably not doing trick-or-treating because of COVID, um, but we're having a massive house party, like with all the neighbours' kids. I'm like, but is that better? <laughs> So I don't know. I, I can hear like when I pass people in the street, like talking about trick-or-treating, but I am interested to see if it goes ahead. Hey. I'd love to be to fair. See, like, yeah. I'd love to see really innovative social distancing solutions. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, like a system. system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With like sweets, like that drop off two meters or like you come to the door and they're like, look in the spooky cauldron although in that case yeah. you just take the spooky cauldron actually wouldn't you so that might not <laughs> that's true nice can any of you guys like carve a pumpkin i felt this is a i can't say i've ever tried it's really? really hard i feel like it's important people know how hard it is to carve a pumpkin <laughs> it is it is especially when you make the bad decision of getting like the biggest pumpkin you're like yeah it's be really good and then you're like oh dear what have i done <laughs> have to like fill discovering so it's not hollow yeah <laughs> what's your while. go-to like jack-o'-lantern design Ooh. you're gonna love mine chloe because um it's actually darth vader oh yes <laughs> that old thing i just have a tricky neck. right I can imagine. Is that tricky yeah. to carve? Um, there's some like specific lines that you can't cut out, and I have cut out before, and I've like shoved a cocktail stick in there to like. <laughs> <really> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, send, I'll share a pic. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of hard to do, but I mean, it's, it's the only one I've ever tried, and I got it right, so I just do it every year. <laughs> Don't want to brag, but I kind of nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nicole? I feel like you've tried it. I I just go for the classic spooky sort of scary mouth i got some uh little like peg teeth 
I'm from Poundland last year, so I like put in the teeth and it had scary teeth, which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, it's so hard to do any kind yeah. of design. I'm very, I'm very impressed. It's it's not easy. <laughs> So we're going to do a new segment today, guys. Very exciting. We are going to look back in time. Huh. How mysterious. Because obviously in the future, we're going to look back on today and be like, oh, of course, that's the day that we recorded that episode of um, the Jurassic Social Media podcast. Obviously, this day is going to be magical for us. But I'm curious, what were you guys doing on your on this days or in Time Half or in your photo memories on, yeah, back in time? I hate you for this, Caitlin. <laughs> the, the worst part of my day every day is when Facebook notifies me on this day and I have to read all my cringy 15-year-old I'm in love with a boy posts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like that we say we have to. We can definitely don't have I've, to yeah. do that. <laughs> just opt out. <laughs> I always feel like it's a really great time to just review my behavior online because I'm like what if I posted something really embarrassing I'm like this is the cancel check like right I'm always like if I was really famous could someone dig through my previous post and cancel me (laughs) (laughs) that's very important for people to do (laughs) absolutely so So is anyone any goodness yeah like to be fair mine's not that bad actually apparently I was in Plymouth um seven years ago on this day mm-hmm. watching a football match obviously it must be in Portsmouth versus Plymouth and apparently back on the beers round two so nice <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I've got a good one on this day one year ago I was at my auntie's house and she bought a puppy she bought a little Westie yeah That's cute. for me three years ago I was posting pictures from the night before where I was dressed up as a monkey for a <laughs> night out at Pop World. Portsmouth people will probably be aware of the Purple Wednesdays that students oh, have. Yeah. Uh, and it must have been some kind of animal themed event. Um <laughs> but I hope so, yeah. <laughs> That's mine. So according to my time hop, I was at Centre Parks for the first time this time last year, which I can't believe was a year ago already. Bananas. Um, but we were doing like a high ropes tree thing where you had to like jump off stuff and climb things and do zip lines, which was mega fun. And also did glow in the dark bowling, which big, big fun. <laughs> um, so great. Well, the things that happened in history on this day was the battle of 1066 how <laughs> how exciting i'm pretty sure anybody who grew up in the uk will be very well acquainted not because of like secondary school curriculum but because of an insurance commercial which was on a lot um over the sort of last decade or two i'm not going to sing this song because it's already in your head already <laughs> Um, in 1933, Nazi Germany announced its withdrawal from the League of Nations. In 1982, US President Ronald Reagan proclaimed a war on drugs. And in 2007, Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered on Able Network in the US for the very first time. Exciting day for all, obviously. <laughs> OK, 
okay well that is all we've got time for today thank you so much for listening please connect with us on all major social channels and let us know you thought about any of the things we talked about today have you seen my octopus teacher what is your go-to pumpkin carving we would love to know the answers to all of those questions we've been giraffe social media you've been amazing we will see you next time